Welcome to Men of the Hearts, a monthly podcast from the Archdiocese of Detroit, Office of Priestly Vocations. Join me, your host, Father Craig Guerra. And me, Father David Pelican, As we explore the priesthood, hear vocation stories from priests all over the Archdiocese, and answer questions about discerning a priestly vocation. Tune in every month to wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at DetroitPriestlyVocations.com. Well, welcome, everybody, to another edition of Men of the Hearts podcast, our last episode we had on all the wonderful priests from Divine Child Parish, and they're so wonderful over there, aren't they, Father David? Oh, oh they, they are. Oh, that's they great. Are. It was fascinating to hear Father <laughs> Bob's story and Father John's story as we're self-serving as, <laughs> as we are priests of Divine Child. Uh, mm. But it was wonderful to hear uh, Father Bob and Father John's uh, vocation story. They were a little bit different uh, than most, so it was mm-hmm. interesting to hear. This month we have we welcome another priest who has a very unique story as well. He's been a pastor of a number of different parishes here in the archdiocese, but also for a time he was in a religious order, and for most of his priesthood he served as a chaplain in the navy. Hoorah! <laughs> welcome, Monsignor Tim Hogan. Great Thank to have you. you on. Great to be here. Great to be here. Awesome. Thanks awesome. for the invitation. And Father David. Yeah. Trusted co-host, always wonderful to have you in the studio. How are you doing? Always good to be here. Doing well. Doing very well. Great, great. So Monsignor Tim, before we get into your vocation story, anything going on in your life? Any blessings in the past month or so as we just celebrated Easter? Well, the biggest blessing this month has been the Triduum. Just a, just an incredible opportunity, just a, an incredible event when you walk through those those events. And, uh, and I refer to them as events rather than uh, uh, using other terms because it truly is an encounter with Christ. So therefore, right. it is an event. And and uh, that was something that came to me when I was in prayer, that uh, you know, these are encounters with Christ, so therefore, it, it truly is an event. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a lot of people that were coming into the church, uh, baptisms uh, all over the place. So uh, the floors were wet, <laughs> along with As everyone else, <laughs> along with the newly baptized. Are you one of those priests that likes to get into the baptismal font? Or you were at uh, St. Fabian, so they don't have one of the walk-in baptismal Right, fonts we don't have a, a walk-in, but uh, they knew that they got wet. <laughs> that was a nice big bowler pictured. Bingo, <laughs> yeah. bingo. Yeah, it was great. Awesome. It was great. And just to see the joy on their faces, but also the joy on the people that were there. We had a full church for the vigil. Beautiful. And uh, my gosh, that hasn't happened in uh, in a couple of years. You know, yeah. So uh, it was just great all yeah. the way around. It is always good to see a, a, a church full on the vigil. I just remember a couple of years ago celebrating the vigil by myself and how weird that was to be doing mm-hmm. that, you know? Yeah. So yeah. And, and there were a number I celebrated all of the different triduum over at... Um, uh, Divine Child, uh, where Father David is. And Father David, you got to celebrate a special liturgy as well. What what liturgy did you take? Well, Father Bob was so generous to let me celebrate the Easter Vigil. Uh, oh, this year. outstanding. So a, outstanding. That was a big one. We had a lot, of, a lot of baptisms and people coming in as well. So it was just uh, really, really just beautiful, grace-filled evening. Did you have fun? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they got very wet, too. So. <laughs> Father David was very prepared. I think we didn't see him for the couple days beforehand as he was had his binder <laughs> out little making nervous. little notes about every little detail and every little thing. Uh, his eyes yes. dotted yes. and his T's crossed, uh, but he did a, a wonderful, prayerful uh, vigil. So, yeah, congrats on that. It was very wonderful to partake of that with you. Likewise. Oh, great. Anything else special going on in your life? Oh, that feels like it was the big one lately. I'm still working on our little project. Did we talk about the, our, our construction project at the Divine Child Rectory? We did, we did, but you're getting along on it with uh, the altar there. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're building a little private chapel in there. So okay. I'm doing some woodworking on the altar. Had a little time off after Easter here and uh, was able to do a little more on that. So. Yeah, when I get home from the seminary, I, I check the chapel to see if Father David did anything, uh, seeing wait, waiting until it gets finished, so slow, it's exciting. Yeah. It's slow progress, especially during uh, Lent. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you like you enjoy woodwork? I do, I do, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm the most skilled at it, but uh, mm-hmm. enough to make it fun, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I do very little woodwork. Yeah. I built a, a shelving unit for the garage one time. And you, although I measured it? measured twice and cut <laughs> cut once, 
it was off angle, but <laughs> I used screws on everything, so that puppy didn't go anywhere. <laughs> there you go. It works. That's screws enough. Cover a multitude of imperfections. Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't even try an altar. That's too visible. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. For me, I think what's really important and what's really special is that the Archbishop uh, at the Chrism Mass announced that we're going to do a year of prayer for priestly vocations, and it's very much needed. Uh, it's going to start at the, the Vigil of Pentecost with a holy hour when we normally have ordinations, but we don't have any priestly ordinations ah, this, this year. year. So we're going to do a holy hour uh, begging God to send forth more guys. Um, we know that the Lord listens. Uh, we just need young men, uh, even older men, to, to say yes to this vocation, to not be afraid and to be courageous. And I think everything that we got coming up for this year with holy hours prayers specific for mass we have uh the archbishop's going to write a letter to the faithful it's it's going to be very helpful and i think uh some vocations will be born out of it so i mm -hmm. think that's really special i always say we don't have a vocation crisis because god's calling that's what mm -hmm. a vocation is we have a response crisis mm -hmm. people yep. aren't responding to the vocation yeah. For right. a variety of reasons, none of them good. <laughs> <laughs> right, because if you're called and that's what God wants of you, that's where you're going to find joy and happiness and fulfillment. It doesn't mean it's necessarily a life of ease. And I know your vocation yeah. story, you'll talk about the different things of what it means to be a Catholic chaplain, you know, in mm -hmm. the Navy and what you did. Um, but it's fulfilling, right? And oh, absolutely. And you've got some great stories to tell as well. So I'm excited to hear your vocation story. So however you want to tell it, if you want to begin and just um, start from the beginning and tell us how you became a priest and what okay. you've done as a priest. Well, when I was born, I was very young. Yeah, no. <laughs> 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 no, it came from a, a large Catholic family. There's uh, 11 kids nice. and we... We came from a, a family that was that was prayerful. The faith, the Catholic faith, was very important to mom and dad. And I remember as kids, uh, you know, we'd be at the forty-hour devotions. We would uh, have the various devotions at, at the parish, but even at our home to to pray the rosary and and uh, and so forth. And mm -hmm. I was an altar server. This was uh, in the fifties and early sixties, and and. Uh, Altar server, and that was the with the Tridentine Mass. I sang. I was a soprano in the Gregorian Choir, <laughs> and so there was just a lot of activity. And but yeah. we had incredible priests that, that were there, and and uh, great models. And and I just remember feeling an inkling uh, that uh, uh, toward the priesthood. And what was your time. parish growing up, and who was your uh, pastor? Uh, Saint Pius the Tenth in Southgate, and that was Father Bill Swift. That's where Father Bob was. Yeah, that's yeah. where he yes. was right before uh, Divine Child. Correct, yeah. correct, yeah. And uh, I used to joke with him that when I would go back and celebrate Mass that he was my pastor. Hmm. You know, so, <laughs> and uh, he would he would go a little bit embarrassed on that. But, uh, but anyhow, with that said, it, yeah, it was Father Bill Swift uh, and uh, uh, just a, a very kind man. You know, mm -hmm. during the time of the recession when finances were tough and but Catholic school was important to my parents mm. and we all went through Catholic school and you know when the time came for financial help he was so generous he just wrote it off and uh, I remember my mom and dad saying that you know one day when things are better that they'll be able to catch up which they did mm. and mm. Uh, so so that was uh, that was part of it there in high school. I got a little stupid. That was in six <laughs> in the sixties, you know. In high school, nineteen. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it was sixty-five to sixty-nine, uh, and um, so it was just got a little stupid there. And then right out of high school, I went into the navy. Uh, mm. I enlisted in the navy as a hospital corpsman. And uh, uh, we'll leave that story alone, how I got into the Navy. But, uh, uh, but then that was just a, really a, 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 an awakener for me uh, because uh, I, I wasn't practicing my faith. The Eucharist was an important part of my life. Mass was an important part of my life. Uh, and yet inside, uh, I knew that there was more. Hmm. Uh, and there was an old song sung by Peggy Lee in the 
the uh, refrain of the song was, is that all there is? Is that all there is? If that's all there is, then let's keep dancing. Let's break out the booze and have a ball. Well, that was my life. Hmm. Mm. And in boot camp, when you can't get to the booze, uh, then all of a sudden it's like, I've lost that mm. you know, now. But mm-hmm. inside there was just that struggle. There's got to be more. I know there's more. you know. And part of that, that I know there's more, came from my family, from my parents especially, sure. because they taught us. We knew that there was more. And then secondly, their prayers, mm. that intercessory prayer. That, that they prayed for each one of us. So was it in the Navy the first time that you felt this awakening or was it after you got out? Uh, no, in the Navy. Okay. Uh, you know, it was actually in boot camp. You know, when you had away from everything that was familiar and almost sure. like a desert experience. So, you know, uh, everything is, is, is gone all, all that's familiar. Sounds like the first year of seminary. <laughs> that, that <too. laughs> now you know what my my uh, novitiate year was like. You know, so. But uh, but with that, there was that just that sense of there's got to be more, mm-hmm. and so then that that started the search, and uh, so my first couple of years in the Navy, uh, those were those were times of searching that mm-hmm. were there. Uh, I loved being in medicine, and uh, my goal at one point was that when I got out of the Navy was to go into medicine. The physician assistant program was just getting started Mm -hmm. at that point, and so that's what I was leaning toward. And but uh, a friend of mine, this is that I was at the Naval Hospital, Jacksonville, Florida, at the time as a corpsman, and uh, a friend of mine. Uh, he had, he was kind of in the same scenario and like kind of lost. And then he disappeared. And uh, then all of a sudden we met up again out on the beach. And I was had orders to Camp Lejeune, North Carolina with the Marines. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then from there, uh, we met up and he reintroduced me to Christ. And so that started the ball rolling. How, there. like, how did he reintroduce you? Because it's always <laughs> fascinating to see how God comes back into people's lives. Well, this was in the 60s, you got to remember, <laughs> all right? You know, and, uh, you know, all the songs were out there. Jesus is just all right with me. And all these goofy Doobie songs. Doobie Brothers, that that's a good there. song, though. I like that song. <laughs> that's why I keep singing it. I've been know. to the Doobie <laughs> Brothers concert three times. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, it was... Uh, uh, he had a conversion experience himself, mm. and uh, and he was uh, in one of these uh, uh, commune houses, Christian communities, uh, out on the beach, mm. and they were just doing ministry on the beach. <laughs> wow! And I was walking the beach, and we met up, and then he invited me over to his house, and. Uh, and the, the group that was there, and he said, Tim, I know where you are because I was there, and I know what you need because I found mm. him. And so, but I say I reintrodu- he reintroduced me because I already knew there Christ. something there from, from your childhood. Yes, yeah. 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 So it's like, that's the one I was looking for. Mm. So there was, it was a very profound experience and a very profound encounter. And then from there, I transferred. I left Jacksonville, Florida, and w- the Navy transferred me to Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Uh, the Navy provides medical, dental, and chaplain corps for uh, the Marine Corps. And so that's why I was with the Marines there. I was with an infantry unit. And, uh, and our bar- my barracks, this is the way God sets things up, right, is that uh, there was there were two of us from Jacksonville, Florida, my friend and I, Joe Jocko. Uh, he was a Southside Chicago boy. And uh, uh, so we, we both had orders. We drove up and he was at one unit and, and I was in the, far, the unit farther away. So I had the car, I drop him off. And every time I'd go to pick him up, I had to go down uh, the A Street to Seth Williams Street. And that was a one-way street, which passed the Catholic chapel. And all I remember seeing is daily mass, 1145. And so I thought, I need to try this out again. So I called up my buddy Joe and I said, uh, you know, I'm gonna be a little late. 
for for Chow. So, uh, but I'll I'll be there. And uh, so I walked over to the chapel and uh, went there for mass. And uh, and I had a and I was I had been involved. I'd been going mm-hmm. to other other churches and so forth. And uh, uh, just never fit, you know. But mm-hmm. it, when I got to the chapel, I was there for mass. During the time of the consecration, I had this very profound experience of Christ. And all he said was, this is your home. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, roger that. Got it, but I don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Just keep coming. That's a common so, experience with guys. When I, I mean, I talk yeah. to them, it's usually during the consecration, something at mass hits them and they, they know God is calling them to something or working on them. They don't yeah. know exactly what, but they're like, I got it. Something happened. So it seems like you had that same experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I kept going. And uh, eventually I, I wasn't telling my buddy Joe at that time, you know, and because uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just figuring this out, you know, sure. it, what this was all about for me, these encounters, you know, and so forth. And uh, so finally at one time, at one point, he said, what's going on? And, and I, I said, well, Joe, I'm going to Mass. And he said, why? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Look, I'm still trying to figure this out, but I just know that I have to be there. I, I you know, God's mm. doing something there, and I just know I have to be there. You know, so the next day I was walking over to the chapel, and uh, and here's Joe walking up from his his barracks, mm. and uh, and I said, well, "What are you doing?" And he said, "Well, I'm not going to sit at the regimental aid station. I might as well go to mass too." <laughs> so, wow. And uh, awesome. so, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And I thought, okay, you know, <laughs> so, don't know what's going on here, but uh, you know, anyhow, uh, we we started going, and uh, and I just felt very uh, very comfortable with it. So eventually, mm-hmm. I went to confession uh, with mm-hmm. the the priest. Fortunately, he was uh, my battalion chaplain was a Catholic priest, and so I ended up. Uh, going to him initially, I I tapped into uh, into uh, Father Jerry Taylor, and it was at a rosary on on Wednesday night. So I remember just seeing as I was going into the chapel for mass, and there was a sheet of paper on the on the stanchion there, and it said Rosary, nineteen hundred Wednesday. And so I was talking to uh, the corpsman, one of the corpsmen that helped out at the chapel, and. Uh, and I asked him about it, and he says, "Yeah." He said, uh, "You know, it's usually me, and there's about five uh, five women that come, and and we pray the rosary. The priests don't usually, they don't come because they all live off base." And uh, I said, "Okay." You know, so I went to the rosary that night, and and because that was a part of my my history. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So uh, every day with your family, right? Yeah. yeah. So rediscovering that, uh, you know. Uh, so with that. Uh, on this, uh, as as uh, as I'm sitting there, and I just had this, uh, the Lord saying, "I want you to talk to somebody about being a priest." Mm. I'm thinking, I say, "You got to be kidding me! <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is this all about?" Yeah. <laughs> this was during the rosary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, I mean, I haven't been receiving. See, receiving communion yet because I hadn't gone to confession. I'm still trying to figure this out. Oh, wow. Thinking, yeah. Ah, cheapers. <laughs> so, so from there, I, uh, I thought, I'm going to put this test, you know, that throwing the fleece before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. And I thought, if this is really from God, then I want a priest to be here. There were three priests there that <laughs> night. Wow. <laughs> I'm sitting in the back. And and uh, the rosary's over, and and uh, Sherman Broussard, the other corpsman that was that helps out there, uh, he's he says, oh hi Father Terry, uh, Father uh, Taylor, and oh Father Fennell, good to see you, Father Ahern, great to see you. And, <laughs> I, think, I give. <laughs> so I get I'm, it, Lord. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't know what I get, but you know, <laughs> I know what I got to do on, at this point. You know, yeah. so it's just this gradual walk. 
went to confession, uh, met up with Father Fennell the next day at, at, at his office. And uh, I said, this is what has happened, and I need to go to confession and, you know, and, and all that. But I, you know, this is what the Lord said, and, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going crazy or what. But uh, mm -hmm. so just I'm going to go to confession, and if you don't think there's a, a, you know, that this is real, then just tell me so, and then I'll leave and be good to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so after confession, he said, well, let me talk to you about the priesthood. I'm thinking, man, you guys are scraping the bottom of the barrel <laughs> here. <laughs> so, so, but I kept fighting it, kept sure. fighting it. And, uh, sure. But then that, that uh, following summer, there was a priest from the Oblates of St. Francis de Sales, whom we know in Detroit. And what were you doing with that whole year? So like you were discovering your faith again, coming back to the Lord, and then within Just that... participating in the chapel community and, uh, you know, uh, going to Mass and... And you were uh, still started... in the Navy at the time, too. Still in the Navy, okay. yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. we're st still in. And, uh, uh, and then uh, we also deployed also to... Uh, to we had a what was called Caribbean cruise uh, deployment, uh, jungle training in Panama and uh, uh, mountain training in Vegas, uh, Puerto Rico, and you know, great fun. It was a great place. You know, mm. Had a great time. Yeah. But uh, so we were doing this, and Father Fennell loved to come find our unit and come to us to celebrate Mass because he knew that I had passed the word. Secondly, I had a space set up for him. Mm. to celebrate mass mm -hmm. you know it might be a couple of rocks but uh, you know that was okay someone was there yeah, yeah <laughs> something. right right Ready. and uh so i didn't move the rocks but uh, we moved to the rocks you know but <laughs> uh but anyhow so he loved coming and so i had that companionship also that was there mm. and uh so so this went on and uh that one summer father bill holtberg from the oblates uh, in alexandria bishop ireton high school uh, he came down for his, he was a Navy reservist. And so he, because of he was teaching and then also in a weekend ministry, he would do all of his reserve training in the summer. And so got to know him very well. And, and at one point he said, uh, have you ever thought of being a priest? And I said, <laughs> hmm. well, yeah, but uh, it's kind of on hold right now. And he says, well, I think you think you should think more about it. You know, well, I don't know about that. You know, hmm. promise me you'll think more about it. You know, eventually he invited Joe and I up to, uh, to, the, uh, to their school. Mm. In, in Alexandria. This so, is the Oblates of? St. Francis de Sales. Okay. Uh, huh. They were the ones, they had Salesian High School in Detroit here. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, this oh, was yeah, the yeah. Western province. And then uh, Aquinas, St. Thomas Aquinas High School in, in Southgate. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was okay. also an Oblate school. And uh, so anyhow, with that, uh, this was the Eastern province. Father Holtberg was with the Eastern province there. So that's the one I knew. And... Uh, so we, yeah, he invited me up, and it turned out that that was the same time frame that uh, uh, the provincial was there. So coincidence? Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> Not yeah. a plan on Bill Holtberg's part, you know. Uh, <laughs> so I met with uh, with him. Unbeknownst to me, uh, Father Holtberg had told him the provincial that he's an applicant. Really? Oh, Wait a minute. You, know? <laughs> you didn't ask me first? <laughs> when did you find that out? <laughs> when I'm with the provincial. Oh. <laughs> he said, he's talking about when you fill out the application. I said, well, I, no, I, I can't do this. You know? <laughs> so, uh, ultimately, I did. I, I wow. did. And uh, so I uh, was discharged from the Navy in '71. Uh, and how many years were in the Navy? That was at that four, time? Years four years. Four years. Okay. Point. Mm -hmm. And and so discharged from the Navy, entered religious life in July. That was March, and then in July went into the Navy, uh, into the religious life, mm -hmm. and was with the community for five years. So I had two years as a postulant, one year as a novice, and then two years as a scholastic, professed scholastic. And, I've never uh, heard that before. What is that? Uh, that that means you're in temporary vows. Mm. Uh, you renew the vows annually, and and uh, and there's that that just a period of, of continued discernment. And it, is it time. like seminary where you're studying as well? Or oh yes, okay. yeah. I was finishing up my last two years of college. Okay. Also, mm. 
and preparing to as a, as a what they called a professed profess scholastic was one who was pursuing a priestly vocation. Okay. Uh, also. Oh, okay. And, and there so, would have been just like lay brothers as well in the community. Correct. I'm sure. yeah. 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 We had a, a number of uh, brothers that were there. So uh, uh, great community, great community. But I discerned that this isn't where uh, where I was called. Yeah. So I'm going to stop uh, you right there okay. a little bit because a, a number of guys that I talked to, this is a point of contention of figuring out, am I called to religious life or am I called mm. to diocesan priesthood? Mm -hmm. So if you can maybe just explain was, a little bit about me, yeah. why you felt called to leave the religious life and go into diocesan. Well, it, I didn't want to actually. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, I, I, I love the oblates and, and, and their spirituality is is just incredible. It's the spirituality of Saint Francis de Sales, mm -hmm. and, and all of his writings, great writings, are, yeah. yeah, are are all pastoral, in the sense that he's writing to his uh, the people that he's directing uh, as spiritual director, and writing to people who have uh, are have cons questions and concerns and mm -hmm. so forth. So mm -hmm. it's it's a lot different. Than, than some of the others. And I remember reading the introduction to the devout life and his, uh, uh, it's a masterpiece. Great book. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, uh, Listeners, read it. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, and I'm, as I'm reading this and I'm thinking about, you know, and you think about the saints and you think, you, you see, hear the ones of, you know, the great ascetical uh, experiences yeah, sure, and sure, all that sure. other stuff. They, they Living in up, a cave for two years, yeah, only living and, on the Eucharist. And yeah, <laughs> giving up food for 10 years yeah, yeah. You know, and all that <laughs> other stuff. You know. and, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, as I'm reading this, I'm thinking, my gosh, a saint that makes sense. Mm. You know, <laughs> this is common sense stuff, you know. So that was very intriguing for me, and and I I love that I love that spirituality. I I enjoyed the community, uh, but God had another plan in my situation. All right, mm. in my situation, and and what I discovered afterward is uh, you know over time in, in discernment because I thought to myself. You know, I know I'm dense, but that it takes me five years <laughs> to figure out that this isn't where I belong. Yeah. You know, right. and, mm. but uh, over time, I realized that what God was doing is I needed a spiritual balance mm. and, yeah. and a spiritual pattern. Yes, and the oblates gave that to me. Oh, the spiritual right. directory of Saint Francis de yeah. Sales gave that to me. And in five so. years, I mean, it might seem like a long time, but it's really not. And I think a lot of times when I'm working with a younger man, you know, they want to know the answer immediately. And I think we all want to like start our life mm -hmm. in a sense. If God's calling me in the priesthood, let's start, you know. Right. But sometimes it takes a while, and and sometimes you have to just be okay in the not knowing of just following where the Lord's leading and just trusting that the Lord is going to take yeah. you somewhere. Living in the present moment yeah. is, is really what it is. And knowing that even in the midst of confusion, because there was that last year that uh, that there was confusion and I was working mm. with my spiritual directory and and uh, spiritual director on this and, and uh, uh, discerning, you know, mm -hmm. what is God calling me to? Mm -hmm. And if it is to leave the oblates, then to what? But if he wants, if he's calling me to stay, and there are these struggles, then then he's calling me to work those out and stay. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, but ultimately, the discernment was to leave the community. And uh, as I know now, you know the the reality was that once that spiritual pattern is there, then I oh, can yeah. pass that on and serve yeah. as a diocesan priest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, what, uh, what if you don't mind me asking? I'm, I'm familiar with uh, the the order a little bit, but do they have a particular like charism, uh, like that defines them? I know a lot of orders do. Well, uh, the charism of the Oblates is to live the spiritual directory of Saint Francis okay. de Sales, okay. and to bring that into whatever ministry uh, that that you're involved. So. The oblates weren't founded for a particular ministry. Okay, uh, you know, there's teaching, there's hospital ministry, there's parish ministry. So we're involved in everything, missions yeah. mm -hmm. also, uh, and uh, so it's. But to bring the spiritual directory, the the life living mm -hmm. out the spiritual directory, into whatever ministry you're in. 
And I find that that's exactly what I'm doing. In fact, the spiritual directory was uh, revised again uh, for lay people. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. it, it, Is that I, what it's called? Like someone can go online and just look up the spiritual directory? or? Uh, well, you can. Uh, this came out of the uh, out of the oblates. I happened to find it, and if you go onto the oblates of Saint Francis de Sales website, uh, if you hunt, I, <laughs> I just God passed it to me. I don't yeah. do I don't do computer stuff very well, <laughs> you know. But uh, but in that directory, it, he he wrote that for himself when he was a university student. Huh. And then from there, he adapted it to his priesthood and his role as bishop. Then he founded, with St. Jane de Chantal, he founded the Visitation Sisters, and it was adapted for monastic life, and they mm. used it. And then when Mother Mary de Sales Chapuis, uh, who was a Visitation Sister, uh, was working with Father Louis Brisson, who was the uh, uh, spiritual director, for the monastery in Troyes. Uh, and he was called to found the Oblates of St. Francis de Sales. Hmm. So then it was adapted to, again, an active order. Mm -hmm. uh, and then what uh, the Oblates did uh, a while back, and this is what I found, was uh, the, they adapted it for laymen and women. And hmm. uh, and so I have it, and I, I got permission uh, from uh, Father Michael Murray. He's uh, uh, he's the assistant provincial for the order, and uh, fortunately, I knew him. We were in seminary together, and, mm -hmm. uh, oh, okay. and I said, you know, this is what I'd like to do is to print this up because this is great stuff. And I said, but it's copyrighted, and I you know, okay. want your uh, permission to do this. And uh, I'm not selling it, so I'm not making any money on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And, and he, he wrote back and he said, no, you're more than welcome. You know, to get it out there is great. Yeah. You know, so so that's, that's the charism of, of the order yeah. is, is to do just that. You know? So that has been a part of my life mm -hmm. uh, right on through the seminary, uh, you know, at St. John's Seminary and then on in 82 when I was ordained since then. Yeah. So. so, so what happened? You left the order. How did you come to the diocesan priesthood? How do you how did you come to the seminary? Well, like what uh, happened? I was I, I still felt called to to priesthood, and uh, a friend of mine, uh, Father Mike Savickas, who is uh, he's the pastor at Saint William's Parish in in Wald Lake right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I knew him uh, uh, briefly, you know, from from encounters and all that. So he, and I was talking to him about it and all that. And so ultimately he connected me with the vocations director. And so when I was home on Christmas uh, vacation, uh, you know, to be with family at Christmas time, he had set up a, an appointment with the vocations director who was mm -hmm. Father Don Archambault at that time. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and it was a bit confusing for Father Archambault. He's trying to figure out, okay, you don't want me to put your name up on the board that's your prospective vocation and, and all that other <laughs> stuff. It, no, because I, I'm not there yet, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. well, where are you? So then we went through all of that and yeah. ultimately he said, okay, please stay in touch because I'm very interested in, in helping you in whatever way. Yeah. So... When the, That's what us vocation directors do, <laughs> and, and very well, my, I might add, you know, because he was very kind about it, yeah. you know. So, but uh, he said, but I do remember him saying, you know, well, it would take about, you know, between if you leave and and come, then it would be uh, a year away, and I'm thinking, yeah, a year break, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so when I called him though to to say, you know, I just, that I will be leaving the order and, and so forth. He said, he sent me a, an ap application process. Mm. And I said, well, what about the year break? And he said, well, this just keeps you in the system. And I thought, okay. So, well, as it turned out, I entered St. John's Seminary that August. Mm. Oh, and uh, You didn't get your year break. I did not, but uh, <laughs> his, his, 
his rationale was, I knew that it, this was, you're working with your spiritual director and it wasn't a rash decision on yeah. your part. It, mm. was, it was prayerfully thought out and discerned. And he said, I'm comfortable that this is what God is calling. You know? yeah. So thanks yep. be to God for that. Yeah. So you studied four more years here in Detroit, right? Yeah, I completed my theology here okay. at uh, St. John, was ordained in, in 82. And at that time we were uh, ordained to the diaconate in May and uh, then to the priesthood in December. But we mm. went into a parish for a year with a priest mentor. And I was at uh, Shrine of the Little Flower in Royal Oak. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, sure. With uh, Father little, little parish off, off <laughs> of you know, Just a tiny place, you know. So. And uh, Father Ed Proust was there. And, uh, oh, yes. What a great mentor. Great mentor. You know, what a great mentor there. And so then just started moving on from there. Saint, uh, I was at Our Lady of Good Counsel and served there for a number of years. Another small parish. Another <laughs> small parish, yes. Yeah. So how, how, did, how did the military come back in? What, how did you approach going in as a chaplain. I mean, you've had the experience of being in the Navy and, and, and working with some priests who were chaplain, who brought you back to the faith. Yeah. Um, yeah, what happened? Well, when I was at uh, Good Council, uh, I got a letter from the uh, uh, Archdiocese for the military, and they said they needed chaplains on, uh, Catholic chaplains in the military, in the Navy. And, uh, and so I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, I can do this. I've <laughs> already done it, you know. So, uh, so Cardinal, uh, Archbishop Chakra, he was Archbishop at the time. Uh, uh, he gave me permission to go into the Navy Reserve. Mm. And uh, can you explain what the Navy Reserve is for us who don't know anything about military <laughs> stuff? Okay, uh, you're in the Navy. But oh, you're you, reserved. You're, it's a, it, I'm very <laughs> reserved. As, as you well know, I'm incredibly yes, reserved. Definitely. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a branch of, of the Navy where it, you're still in your civilian occupation, but you drill with the Navy, you're, you're part of that. And so in times of, of emergencies, you can yeah. be called up. So you're at you're at associate pastor over at uh, Our Lady of Good Counsel, Correct. and a couple weeks out of the year you're going to train. That's right. Okay. That's mm. right. And then also uh, one weekend a month uh, for training at uh, at that point it was at Broadhead. Uh, no, it was at uh, uh, out at Selfridge. Okay. At that point, mm. and uh, so that was in uh, there, and then at Sacred Heart when I was there, Sacred Heart Dearborn. I was there for a year as oh, associate. Sure. And then I was uh, appointed pastor at uh, at uh, St. Christopher's in Detroit, and that was in 89, uh, and I was still in the reserve. And then 91, with Desert Storm, I was recalled to active duty. Uh, mm -hmm. And so the original orders were to go to Saudi Arabia with a stopover oh, wow. in Naples, Italy, for training in nuclear, uh, biological, and chemical warfare. And, wow, sounds uh, like fun. So in between, though, it was such a short conflict that they were already yeah. doing a drawdown. So uh, I spent my time in Naples, Italy. So a hardship tour, by the yeah, way. Yeah. It was mm. just really tough. you know. And so that was four and a half months. And while I was there, again, they wanted... Uh, priests on active duty, and uh, the chaplains there were encouraging me to to petition. So I wrote to then Archbishop Maida. He was the archbishop at that point, and uh, and he gave me permission to stay on active duty. So I came back to Detroit, mm. uh, closed out my responsibilities at uh, at Saint Christopher, and then flew back to Naples, Italy, mm. for a two year tour. Now, so. did you go to Afghanistan as well, or? Yeah, that was later on. Okay. Uh, that was in two thousand one. So, uh, so we were. I was in Naples, Florida, Naples, Italy, at the time, and then from that assignment, I went to Virginia, and I was with uh, Amphibious Squadron Six. This is the Navy side of the house mm. with the amphib ships that transport the Marines and their equipment throughout the world. Mm. And so we go on deployments and so forth. And it was really cool. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I just, can it was a great assignment. And there's something yeah. like when you pass the Tropic of Cancer, you, there's a polywog or something like that. Oh, no, the equator. The equator. <laughs> the equator. Yes, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. all these weird the types of interest. Yeah, yeah. which I did while I was on, that, on, on the, one of those Uh-oh. deployments. So know? tell us what, what it's like to be a Catholic chaplain in, in the Navy. I mean, like, what did you do? Like, what are some of the days? I mean, were you an active, you know, wartime and different things like that? I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, uh, most of the time, it's you know the ministry is is uh, space visitation, and uh, what do you mean know, space what's, what's visitation? That? Yeah. So like, you're like on you're on the ship. Spaceships? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, just moving along. All hmm. right, uh, in 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 the various units, various departments that are there, and so uh, just you know moving where the where the sailors and marines are, you know? mm-hmm. and then in, the navy provides for. Uh, uh, chaplains for all the sea services, uh, Marine Corps, Coast Guard, Navy, and Merchant Marines. So we're all, uh, you know, every time a Navy chaplain wears the other uniforms. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I was there, uh, and which was great fun, a, a lot of uh, sea time, and uh, uh, and and then from there uh, to uh, when I went back to uh, well. It, in 2000, when was it? Uh, yeah, 2000, I uh, was transferred to uh, the USS Bataan as command chaplain, and in, we were going on a deployment September of 2001, September 19th. Mm. Well, then 9-11 hit. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did go out on the 19th, uh, but we went to Afghanistan. And uh, so we spent our time there. We were one of the first units that were in there. And so now, you know, you've got, and it's mostly the Marines that are going ashore. So just being with them, there's a, fortunately there was another Catholic chaplain who was assigned with the Marines, but taking care of them, but also, you know, taking care of our sailors too on the Mm. ships. So I'd be flying around to the different ships that were in the area to provide Catholic coverage. You know? wow. So wow. Uh, the, the mission of the chaplains uh, was to uh, provide for my own, care for the Catholics, uh, to facilitate ministries for others, for other religious denominations, helping them to have prayer services and so forth, and then to care for all, to counsel everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so... That's what we did. And then when we were coming back from Afghanistan, uh, a friend of mine uh, sent me an email. He was going down to Camp Lejeune, and he said, you know, I'd I'd like your permission to ask the chief of chaplains to give you orders to come down as my battalion chaplain. Hmm. And Hmm. so that was in 2002 that I went down there. And 2003, February, we deployed to Iraq uh, for the first time, that was seven months with the Marines, uh, and we were at Nazaria, which is quite close to Ur, where the, mm. the, the birthplace of Abraham. Mm-hmm. So, fortunately, he was Catholic, and I told him, you know, we need to go over there. Oh, I don't know that I can do that. And I said, <laughs> I said, look, this is the only time we're going to have to get there, and you're Catholic and I'm Catholic, and there's no way in God's green earth we're leaving without getting there. So you're the battalion chap, uh, captain, uh, commander. Make it happen. You know, that's nice. your penance. We'll talk, yeah. we'll talk about confession later. <laughs> uh, so we did that. And then in 05, we went back again for 13 wow. months, and I was with the, sh- uh, the shock trauma unit also. We had a, yeah. So explain uh, that. What's a shock trauma unit? A shock trauma unit, unit is, uh, uh, well, you've seen MASH. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the shock trauma unit, what we mm. called the shock trauma unit. It's it's uh, a triage area. There's ORs, and it's, but it's all in a tent. You know, it's just tents that are put to, mm-hmm. uh, connected together. And so the, on, you know, the only difference between MASH and what we had was the technology, the mm. medical technology. But I would be there at the triage and praying with them, and then praying with them as in the in the OR, mm-hmm. and just kind of standing back and so forth. But so it's got to be an intense, uh, intense assignment. Very, yeah. very. But the beauty of it was that it was a reminder to me because you know, I had been a hospital corpsman. Mm-hmm. Well, when we had multiple casualties, the corpsmen were spread out. Well, I was able to help out. Yeah. Mm. 
you know, so, uh, you know, I always say, God will use your history for his glory. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he did. Because I remember you telling me stories that you'd be praying for someone, they'd be doing surgery, and then someone would look at you and say, hold this or clip this off, and you would just get right in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah mm. you know, and uh, so it, because I was comfortable with that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was, it was great. It That's was amazing. Great, great it's ministry. amazing. Wow. Yeah. So, but it just added to it, you know, and uh, uh, so then in, in 2006, I retired from the, or two, yeah, uh, 07, I retired. We came back in 06 from Iraq, and that was a 13-month tour there. And uh, then in 07, I retired and then came back to Detroit. Came back and you yeah. went to a parish called Holy Family. Holy Family, a, a, and, a little mm. parish. And little did you know that there was a seminarian named Craig Guerra who was going to be assigned to oh, you and go yes. to Holy Family oh. with you. <laughs> God uses your history. And it was amazing. <laughs> you know, what I really thought about like, just about priesthood, but just about the camaraderie and the brotherhood and that there is a real connection of priests at ordination, you really kind of exemplified that. I just remember getting there and I didn't feel like I was coming into your house. It was like, this is our house. You're my brother, even though I wasn't a priest yet, but you treated me like an equal and you know, you didn't have any airs about you. And it was just really amazing. It was a great time for me to be like, yeah, this is this is the brotherhood of the priesthood. And it yeah. was just, it was really great. And then of course, you know, you were new to the parish. I was new to the parish. We were learning things together and I got to hear all your wonderful stories as well. So it just, yeah. uh, and, and another little known fact, uh, Father David, where did you do your internship? I was I was at Holy Family uh, <laughs> for my seminary internship and my, my diaconate internship. So. Monsignor Ho- Hogan was not there. No. No. Yeah. yeah, you were there with <laughs> Father Father Bob, right? Father Bob Father, LaCroix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Father Bob LaCroix, yeah, another great priest. So now I want to so. just back up a little bit because okay. I know that there's, you got some cool stories and I just want mm-hmm. you to share a couple of them. And I think one of them is really great with your Christmas story of, of what you did as a priest, you know, in the middle of the ocean. You want to tell us about that a little bit? Well, yeah. I, I think the, the one at Easter, is even better. Okay, yeah. You know, because what, this, what, whatever one you want to tell. Yeah, this we were uh, off the coast of Haiti. It was during the embargo there, and it's a combined joint task force. So it was a, it was an international system. You know, it was with the UN, and uh, at Palm Sunday, I was talking to the uh, uh, the uh, chief staff officer for the Commodore. This is would be his executive officer, and I said, you know, I. We need to get the ships together. You know, how do we make this happen so I can get to as many ships as possible for Palm Sunday and Easter? Mm. And so it worked out. They and they flew in. I was only supposed to be there a month and a half, and and you know, and I thought hmm. no. And I told hmm. I told my superiors. I said no. It's not going to be a month and a half because you're going to recognize that we're now in the middle of Lent, and. The Catholic chaplain can't go, and oh, by the way, we need to think about bringing a Protestant chaplain out there for mm. Protestant services, which they did. And uh, but I had set it up with the chief staff officer, and the commodore signed off on it, so that uh, Saturday night I said mass on the one ship that I was embarked on. Then at uh, 5 a.m., did a boat transfer to the next ship, and climbed up. Uh, and went in, said, celebrated Mass. And at that point, the helos, uh, it was daylight, it was sunrise, and so therefore the helos could fire up. So when I came out, was a, a helicopter. Okay. <laughs> See, I learned all these different things when I was at Holy Family. Yeah, yeah. You don't go to the bathroom, you hit the head. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we meet for dinner at 1900 hours. <laughs> And the Navy calls them helos. The Army calls them choppers. You know, so get to but, the chopper. Uh, <laughs> so with that, we uh, uh, they started flying me around to the various ships. Mm. And so we had, uh, you know, that Sunday morning ship uh, it was, was the starter, and then from there flying from one ship to the other. So that in the end, I had nine masses. Uh, wow. get nine ships. You know, wow. And, Being flown. Yeah, flown on the Like, helo. were you dangling or were you actually in? Well, the on most of them, all but one, the helo <laughs> would land and, and then I would go in and then I'd come back out. Uh, the 
Uh, the USS Stark was out there at the time, and they didn't have the extended flight deck. So the helo, mm. the type helo that we were in, uh, couldn't land. So they had to drop me down by by horse collar. Mm. And uh, horse collar. So, yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but these are shi- these are smaller ships. You know, these yeah. are are frigates and destroyers and, and and cruisers. You know, so they they don't have. Uh, an actual air crew department. You know, so there's okay, uh, sure. f- uh, sailors from supply and maintenance and so forth, and they they've been trained to to run the flight deck. Uh, well, this one sailor was out there, and it, and I'm getting ready to go up, and to go, and he's hooking up the horse collar incorrectly. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's not right. <laughs> Tapped him on the shoulder. I handed him my bag, and I and I said, watch, you know. And so I'm, you know, and the helo's hovering over us, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, so you really can't hear anything. And so I showed him how to hook it up, and I gave him the okay signal, and he said, yeah, I got it. Okay, grab the bag, and, and up we went. You know, gave the up. <laughs> and so you I, stayed up. You didn't fall back yeah. down because yeah. of that. <laughs> well, I got into the helo. And the air crewman there with the the helicopter, and he said to me, sir, you're telling him his job. And I said, that's my butt out there. (laughs) I'm the one that goes splat. (laughs) Oh, roger that. (laughs) So so anyhow, but it was was great fun. But at the end, you know, it it was – now it's it's supper time. I've been doing this mm-hmm. since since five, you know, and uh, so we're ready for chow, and you know, but I'm going to go take a nap for a bit, you know. And I remember just getting into the rack and and you know, and pulling up, and I thought, man, that was great. Yeah, so, yeah. And I did that Holy for for Palm yeah. Sunday and and also for Easter Sunday, and the same thing when I was in Iraq, you know. Yeah. It, it just I had a driver and a bodyguard, and she would. Uh, drive me to the various units, and it was, uh, and we had convoys that were constantly going out. So you were, you you you, you napped when you could. Yeah. It was just a, just a constant rotation, and and so on Sundays I'd hit about eight or nine different units, and so I'm in the I'm in the uh, the Humvee, and she's driving, and you know, and I'm asleep kinda, and uh, get to the next place, she sets up. Uh, I'm hearing confessions. I celebrate mass. She's in the in the Humvee, taking a nap, and and mm. we just swapped out. That's uh, amazing. On that, yeah. Wow. So, but it was just great yeah. because you know you just met up with these incredible people that mm-hmm. that really just wanted a chaplain. They wanted mass. They wanted confessions. They wanted to talk to somebody. And I mean, how would you have ever have known if God spoke to you in that chapel when you were praying that rosary that this is what you're going to do? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you would have never have known that. No. Like, But just the saying yes took you to places that you never probably thought you would have ever gone in your ever. life and yeah. meet the people that you meet and, and also save the people that you saved. Yeah. It, it, not only physically, but spiritually. Oh, yeah. 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 So... I, I, I guess the question is, is do we have enough Catholic chaplains in the military branches? No. No. We had, when, I was, when I went back on active duty in 91, we had over 200 chaplains in the Navy alone. And when I left in uh, 2007, uh, we were at about 52. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that's for Navy, Marine Corps, Coast Guard, and Merchant Marines. That's all of them. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Gosh. And so there's bases that guys don't have mass ever because yeah. there's no priest there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went out to uh, uh, Washington State for a friend's retirement ceremony. This is a friend that I met in in Iraq, the the sec- on the second tour, and uh, this was at an Air Force base, and and uh, I was celebrating mass at the chapel, and there were two Marines in the back. So I went over. You know, you feel that attachment. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, devil dogs, how you doing? And and so they're. Well, what would you call them? Devil, De- dog? devil dogs. Devil dogs. <laughs> what's a de- what's yeah. a devil dog? Devil dog is 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 a proud title for a marine, and it it came from uh, I think it was World War One, uh, where in a battle with the Germans, and I don't know the German uh, term for it, but mm-hmm. it was it it translates to devil dogs, you know, because of the 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 vicious 
fighting wow. that mm. they saw with the mm. Marines. They they were just honored by that. Wow. You know, so wow. so everyone's a devil dog in the Marine Corps, and sure. so you know, I went over and hey, double dog, how you doing? And then they were talking that you know that they uh, telling me this is so great, sir. You know, and uh, the, the one Marine said. You know, sir, I was out on a uh, out at a FOB forward operating base in Afghanistan, and she said I was out there for six months, and we had no priest wow. for mm. six months because mm. there was no priest to go around. Yeah, and they were just here. They are loving the fact that they're in a chapel, being able to celebrate mass with a priest. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so it's really cool. Yeah. So what would you tell a a man right now who is considering the priesthood and also considered the military? I mean, like what, what are the options? Like what would, what would you tell a, what would you tell him? Well, there's always an option to both. Okay. First and foremost is, is God calling you to priesthood? Hmm. Your vocation is as a priest. So if God is giving you, if it's a vocation, mm. it's to the priesthood, not mm. to the chaplain corps. And then from there, you know, you may be able to serve as as a chaplain in the army, the air force, uh, or in the navy with the other branches of the service, mm. uh, other sea services. Uh, but that's that's secondary, but it's certainly needed. And if we had enough priests uh, in in the diocese, you know, the archdiocese is very generous uh, with with sending priests. The the problem is that uh, we need more young men. Yes, we need mm-hmm. more men to mm-hmm. to come into courageous men yeah. to say yes. We need yeah. 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 we need a new generation of priests. Yep, it's a response crisis, yeah. and uh, you, you look at what uh, what God is doing with us now. It's it, it's really incredible. But it's a great life. That's that's the beauty of it. Mm. It's hard at times, mm-hmm. but everything is hard. Every vocation is difficult. You know, yeah. you anything, to, anything really worth doing, right? It's gonna, exactly. It's going to come with challenges. Yeah, but look at look at what parents go through. Mm. You know, with they they get a sick kid. Well, they've still got to work, and they've got all this other responsibilities. Plus, they have to take time to you know take care of their child. Why? Because they love him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. It, yeah. It's really, it really comes down to, are you willing to follow the Lord? Yeah. And he takes it from there. And wherever he wants us to serve, that's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. And uh, there's, uh, it's, it's a great life, whether it's, uh, you know, you've had some great priests on here who have never been in the military and they're saying the same thing. It's a great life, yeah. right? Uh, Fortunately, mine was a took that turn back into the military, and uh, uh, but it is uh, it's a great life. Yeah. So and it's just not one path. There were many ways in which the Lord took you to the military first, to a religious order, to the archdiocese, back to the military. It's this. Yeah. You would never know that. You can't know that at the beginning. You just need to start. Yeah. If the Lord gives you the next step, take that next step. And yeah. what I can honestly say, just spending so much time with you as being a year at the parish with you and then coming back this summer as a deacon um you are happy you know i mean <laughs> yeah we had our moments you know when there were some difficulties in the parish or different things like that yeah. but you were always happy and yeah. that was a great joy to see because it was like okay i could be happy in this vocation because i see a great example of that already well thank yeah. you and it's true yeah. I've never regretted. There have been times when I've said, and I said yes to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then I took right. that deep breath and put one foot in front of the other and just started moving forward. I always love that reading so, with Moses, you know, Lord, if this is how you're going to treat me, then do me a favor and kill me. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Even Moses felt that and, way sometimes. And the Lord said, nah. nah I've got work for you. <laughs> it's too easy. <laughs> Well, See what you have coming for, coming yeah. ahead for. I'm, 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 I'm ready. I'm ready. I, it's it's been it's been a, a wild ride so far, but I wouldn't I wouldn't change a a minute of it. No. Yeah. And you know, it just listening to your story, it's so clear to me that like when you when you do discern a call to the priesthood and you you follow that, the Lord uses every one of your gifts, talents, and passions. You don't Absolutely. lose those. 
you give them to him and then they're they're given back to you a hundredfold and uh and, and in the service of him and his church you know? yeah oh absolutely awesome it's all for his glory Amen. in the end so. monsignor tim thank you so much for coming out we really You're appreciate welcome. hearing you. your vocation story it's very inspiring would you please lead us out in prayer yeah yeah, definitely. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord, we give you thanks and praise because you take us, this band of unruly individuals, just like you did the people of Israel, this band of, of Hebrew slaves. You brought us out of our own slavery of Egypt, and you redeemed us through the blood of your Son. Send your Holy Spirit among us. Move in the hearts of all men and women, revealing to them how you want them to serve. May everything we say and do be to your glory and honor. Let's uh, entrust ourselves and our archdiocese and all the vocations that are out there that they don't know of yet to our Blessed Mother. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace. The, the Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Monsignor, very much. You're welcome. Thank you. God bless. You have been listening to Men of the Hearts, a monthly podcast from the Archdiocese of Detroit Office of Priestly Vocations. Join me, your host, Father Craig Guerra. And me, Father David Pelican, as we explore the priesthood, hear vocation stories from priests all over the archdiocese, and answer questions about discerning a priestly vocation. Tune in every month to wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at DetroitPriestlyVocations.com. <laughs>